What's good, Chop Nation? What's going down? Hope you're feeling good because I'm feeling great. This is the Chop Up Show. It's your girl, Toya G. Happy to be locked in with y'all tonight. You know what I'm saying? I'm not by myself. I'm never by myself. I'm never alone. Even when I'm lonely, I'm never alone. Why? Looking at Because I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in real life, though, I'm not by myself because who I got with me? Who, who, who is this? What's your name? Hey, what's good? It's the Political Plug. We back another Thursday. Uh, interesting dialogue that we about to have tonight. I promise y'all. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Also, real quick announcement before we get into it. Tomorrow, Fonnie Willis' uh, final arguments in the Fonnie Willis disqualification case. We watching that live. We watching that live. We going in. It's the this this supposed to hold. We, we we hoping it. it's the end. We hoping it's the end. But join me tomorrow uh, live. It's be gonna, we're gonna start pretty early. We're gonna start pretty early. But yeah, it's good to be back. We love it. He's been your number one source for everything that is Fonnie Willis. A lot of the backdrop, a lot of the side commentary, a lot of the necessary pieces to put together about how everything's moving. So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned over here. Shout out to Emmanuel, uh, Eve's Vixen in the building, Miss Ma'am, Dina, Tyler. What's good with y'all? Definitely great to have the family in the building. Um, We are at the very end. Uh, we know it's Black 365 or 366, depending right. on what calendar year we in over here. But yeah. we are officially at the end of the official uh, Black History Month. February has come to a close, and we know we're in a leap year. Um, and so every four years, we get an extra day to just kind of sprinkle in and, you know, lift us up, lift ourselves up real quick. So it, we're really very fortunate to have the last day fall on a Thursday, because this is going to be all things Black, all things Black history. Um, speaking of, I'm a, uh, you know, talk on the timeline. We're going we're gonna to look to the timeline on this one. And this morning when I woke up on this 29th day of February, um, the timeline the timeline was coming throwing out a couple different things, a couple different ideas. I want to run them by y'all, run them by you, plug, see Let's how you feel it. about it. Idea number Let's one, mm-hmm. I saw a post that said, uh, because February 29th is such a special and unique day, and it is pretty much the bridge between... Black History Month and Women's History Month, mm-hmm. that every February 29th should be Black Women's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Black Women's Day. It should be declared and identified, made official that it's Black Women's Day. Now, I will say, so first impressions. Well, actually, I don't know. how to, do, do I want to tell you the criticisms of it? I want to see. Wait, what, what, what's your first, yeah. first impression? Before I tell you what the, what the timeline was saying in response to this idea, because some people were for it. It had a lot of likes, but there were some dissenters. What is your immediate response to that? Yeah, nah, I'll I'll dissent on that because it's a leap year day, so it ain't even like it's gonna it's like what every seven years or something. So we only gonna have Black Woman Day every seven years, like. And so that was the logical response. (laughs) Niggas was like, "It's cute, but it's only gonna come around once a year." But the person who the the OP, the original poster, uh, was like, "Y'all make pretty much in so many words, you make perfect the enemy of good." Any opportunity to celebrate celebrate Black women is a good reason. And something official on the calendar where we can go up. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's opportunities for improvement, advancement, whatever. But a specific identified day, and that is as special as the 29th, is a really unique opportunity to do something special. So I was, I, as, a, as, an, as an evaluator of argument, I was slightly persuaded by that perspective that, you know, it ain't really something's better than nothing, but it's you know we shouldn't omit any unique opportunity to do something special and make something official for black. And, what and do you, what Tyler, do you about that? Tyler corrected me too. It's every four years, not every seven years. I'm, I was just saying shit, uh, but 
I think I, I yeah. I didn't I even am, hear you say seven. Yeah, yeah. seven four. Yeah. Uh, I to be honest, I don't. I don't find. Yeah, that that's what we saying, brother Rob. Like that was that was the logic behind it. Yeah, you don't find it like, persuasive. Why not? They they blended into each other. I don't find it persuasive because it's like this ain't even this ain't even good. We already complained about the fact that Black History Month is the shortest month of the you know what I'm saying shortest month of the year. You feel okay. me? And then and sure. then and then we like and with Black women we are gonna make it even shorter because y'all only gonna get it every four years. <laughs> so it's like it's a it, it's a I think it's a better way we could do that. I think it's a, I think there's all of this holiday shit is extremely arbitrary so we can literally just pick a month and say fuck it this is the month for black women you know what i mean like we we can do that like there's no whether or not the government recognizes it is one thing but yeah it's we can make a whole month like shit we can put a create a holiday around black women if we wanted to like we don't have to settle for the one day that only pop up every now and again you know what i'm saying so that's my that's my piece on it I, the road to hell is paid with good intentions. Miss Man like says, I, as long as we're not relegated to that one day, I can rock with it. Go ahead. No, but that, that's 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 what I'm saying. That's the problem. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Cause like we already, what did what did okay, uh, gotcha. what did what did gotcha, gotcha. what did Morgan Freeman say about uh, Black History Month? You know what I'm saying? Like the, we already got complaints about the month that we have. Just just get, remind us. Oh, uh, Morgan mm-hmm. Freeman. It was like what? This was last year, maybe, or maybe even two years ago. Morgan Freeman was uh, was arguing against the concept. He's like, I nah, like I don't celebrate. Older, and I don't. I just don't remember specifically what he said. He said he, he said that he don't celebrate Black History Month because, like, it's like Black History one is American history, and two, it shouldn't just be tied to caring about it for a month. So like that, like even having it in just a month is problematic because it's supposed to be, you know, what I'm saying something that we always kind of rock with. I mean, but obviously it is. I mean, and this is in a world where black history is under attack. We know that, you know, there's a combination of issues that people have with black history mm-hmm. on an educational level, on a social level, so on and so forth. But like, obviously people are going to celebrate black history month year round. I think I'm, I'm really undecided. I'm honestly in the gray because the performativity of it all, you know what I'm saying? Like 28 days, but 31 days, what is 31 days? Like, why not the whole 365? You know what I'm saying? You can give us the longest month and it still wouldn't necessarily be enough. Right. Um, and I think symbolically there will still be reasons to criticize. Why not a whole season? Why not summer be black summer? Like, who knows? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, why stop there? Exactly. So I feel like it is kind of a slippery slope that ends up leaning into arbitrariness. The other side of it, though, and the reason why I'm still kind of conflicted and I'm about to move on to the second thing I saw on the timeline is just the idea that, like, yeah, make some space for our shit. Like, I don't care. Whatever. And whenever. However, make some space for it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm also just like Black History Month, Black Women Day, whatever. I don't care. Put it on the calendar and ring a bell and wear a hat and blow a whistle and turn up. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? So that being said, we move to thing number two or the conversation number two. Conversation number two amongst Black people on the timeline suggested this. And I think this is a whole lot more reasonable is that we need to really treat the 29th as like a holiday like niggas need to turn up like there should be celebration every four years like the investment you got time to plan you got time to coordinate you got time to really just almost like on some family reunion type shit i don't know but just like what if we use this uh february 29th to really just celebrate Mm. In a very what? special way. Like, I don't know what that would look like. Celebrate Black History Um, especially your relationship to, like, being on topic. Like, I mean, celebrate being Black, like, Blackness. Like, I don't know, like, Juneteenth of the winter. I don't know how you want to frame it. I just think 
the the timeline this is just what they said is that every four years would be a great opportunity to really send black history month off with a bang within celebration you know what i'm saying so it's not like a this is when so you I have say black the Twitter, super duper, uh black history Pro- month program but why black twitter <laughs> converses we talk we shop ideas we circulate <laughs> perspectives and a whole lot of it is you know meant to be you know peppered in with a dash of sense of humor and comedy yeah, yeah. and levity and things like that but I love it. What are your thoughts on the the big turn up, a big celebration every four years, celebration of Black History Month during leap year? Yeah. Day-nay. Nah, I, I don't. I, I let's get Black History Month right. You feel me? Let's get Black History Month right. I had, to, <laughs> okay. I had no for real. I guess I, I had a bunch of students that I had to explain. They was like, <laughs> "Yeah, we don't, we don't celebrate Black History Month." I'm like, "Wait, what? When did like they, when, when did they, this? Some sixth and seventh graders. I'm like, when did this happen?" Like when did kids think that we didn't hmm. celebrate Black History Month? So it was so I I feel like, you know, with with the attack on diversity and with the the attack on um, you know, equity and all that shit. Like I think what we have, we need to buckle down. Like the extra is like that's cool. These are great ideas. You know what I mean? But we start we we putting the cart before the horse when we need to be like in full defense mode I mean- of the celebrations that we have now. Two, two. Can I can I provide some counter arguments, a counter position to to some of that? Yeah. Dima, thank you. One, why not a permutation? Why is it not possible that we do both of those things? We get better, we refine. Because there's no static way to celebrate Black History Month. There's no kind of standardized way to even go about approaching that. So I get you being like, we need to go harder. But in a world where there's no like standard framework for that. Um, I think that we can like agree that we should probably do those things, but both and right and find opportunities for black joy specifically. Right. And, you know, we have them throughout the year in different various ways. But like, why would that be a negative thing to do? My second position on that is why not let niggas do what they do best on Black History Month? If it is true that we missed the mark in terms of maybe the historical components of it. One thing we know about niggas down through the years historically mm-hmm. is that we know how to celebrate things we know how to come together we know how to do some uniquely special things and i think those are opportunities where like black communities can be like like you know ceasefires you know what i'm saying in terms of some of the the the, the maybe uh issues or crime or shooting or things like that that are happening in the urban core of some communities that could be unique days where other celebratory things are happening you know what i'm saying but i look at like you know to to look at Islamic culture and you know Ramadan and the celebration that happens and Eid and all those different things and like this big moment of the pinnacle of celebration and it's every four years like we can stay focused for three years and then in year four like a graduation you know what I'm saying like we turn the hell up I don't know I'm just I'm playing with the idea that I I think we got to let us do what we do I like your imagination I I like I like I like the idea of the idea I do (laughs) thank Uh, you but yeah I think it's, coming it's, from it's a bonafide cool. hater, that means a lot. There you go, there you go. That's like that's about as close as that's gonna get to a compliment. Nah. <laughs> Let me look at these comments before we get into the main reason we got here because we know you're yeah. really disrespectful. So let's talk to the nicer people. <laughs> Brother Rob said, "I don't go to work on Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey's birthday, which I think is fire. Like Straight I actually up. think it's dope. You Straight know that up. you set up time and set out time to honor and celebrate the ancestors. If anything, you know the labor that they did, like don't work. You know what I'm saying? Like withhold." you know, your contributions to either the white supremacist, you know, civil society that has been designed at the behest of, 
yeah. you know, white people and their agendas and at the expense of black folk, like reclaim your labor for that day. I definitely am with that. Let me see. Uh, Miss Ma'am said, make the cookout real on February 29th. That's what I'm talking about. Yo, yeah. like, what's good? Like, throw the grill on real fast, especially now climate change hitting. It ain't cold right now. No more. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a little nippy. climate change doing a number on us. We, we, we could be cooking right now. We in a lot of places, listen, we in could. a lot of places, it's a whole lot cooler than we're supposed to be. Uh, Emmanuel said, we have a Black Joy Parade out here on the West Coast, uh, on the Bay Area, West Coast. That's dope. I would love, I need to know more Shout about out that. Shout out to the Bay. That's up the road. I need to be uh, up yeah. in the Bay. We need to be yeah. That's just up, a few hours. Uh, our flight. KJ, was good with you? Period. Yeah. Uh, Attica said, uh, what's up, family? Was good? Attica, shout out to you. Dina said, I love a good reason to have a barbecue. Um, and so do I. So either way it goes, happy Black History Month. Just one more time. If don't nobody else tell you, we got to make sure from the chapel to you, we let you know. We right. love us. We love you. Definitely. Uh, I, I say we revisit. We circle back um, in a couple of years and see how we feel about what we're going to do and how we're going to go Think up. About it. And don't let Damo, don't let the plug be at the head of the committee because he's a hater. He's not interested in any of the shit we have going up. So you can be on the committee. You just can't lead the committee for Black History Month because you, you are a curmudgeon. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like you're that. A pop we, we didn't even know you ain't even doing it right. You gotta <laughs> both of them. Like what? <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, I, but I thought, like I said, I like the idea. The idea. I did say that. Yeah. Um. I I, I guess I'll be satisfied. <laughs> oh yeah. We're real quick. Uh, ease vixen just because it's a longer comment. Life can feel so depressing sometimes. I lose interest completely in celebration because I no longer understand the purpose. It's unfortunate, but I'm not the only one. Ooh. Yeah. They get dejected. To the mugs, some, mercy. It's some levels and layers to that. You know what I'm saying? Because you do. It's a constant negotiation on whether or not I'd be delusional for a minute or whether or not I keep two feet on the ground. You know what I'm saying? So. It's always a question. And KJ, oh, yeah. I'm glad you got family. Damo, Damo KJ said, uh, he a hater like you a hater, so let's get it in. It's basically let's what I saw. Hey, hey, you know what? That's a that's a perfect transition into the conversation too. Because we? yeah, because really what we what we what we about to discuss is uh the individuals that as much as we talk about like history making, like if you the first or the second to do something in a long line of niggas that ain't done it, you get a lot of credit. You were considered yeah. a part of Black history. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody like uh, Gabby Douglas, Simone Biles, they're part. They're a part of Black history, right? They broke records. They changed the game in a lot of ways. Uh, Absolutely. But, but thinking about uh, just like having a conversation about Black history, I felt like it was a com- a conversation that was left out that we had that that we haven't had, but it seems like we've agreed on. In certain contexts, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Certain things we agree on and in certain without, things... Without saying it. Without, without <laughs> right. even... It's like... It's, it's it's almost like the nod, you know what I'm saying? It's just we on the same page about a couple of things when it come down to a couple of quotes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think it was... Uh, I, I was like... Well, wait. I want to talk about the people, the black people who made history that, that didn't make black history. Because I think it's all justified, right? I think, I mean, to, to, to varying degrees... But it's all justified, right? It's it's individuals who have been mm-hmm. the first or the second. It's it's people who like literally changed science and changed medicine, and we just don't fuck with them like that. Like that's just the change law, change politics. Yeah. But we don't rock with them like that. So what we getting into today is we got a list of ten figures across politics, music, culture, whatever that. Even though like they real history makers, we don't fit them within the Black History Month celebration. 
You know what I mean? Like that's just it. They they just get left. Yeah, out. we be skipping them. We don't tell our <laughs> we don't tell our kids to. We don't tell our kids to dress up like them when for the school project. You know what I'm saying? We're not sitting eating up TikTok videos about them throughout the month. Can't wait to hear another thing about it. That's really these these folks are the ones who, and this is for better or for worse. Because some people we gonna ask questions like, you know what I'm saying? Why is it that we're not really talking about them more? Is this a missed opportunity to really recognize and celebrate some history? And are we focusing on the wrong things? But the truth is the truth, and their stories are their stories. So. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. This is the first one and the easiest one. And I think the one that really kind of got my mind thinking about this. Like, I think I was, uh, <laughs> no, cause I, I was, I was doing something on Thurgood Marshall and it made me start thinking about Clarence Thomas. Mm -hmm. And it's like in any other context, the nigga that, uh, the, the nigga that uh, came after Thurgood Marshall had to be a bad motherfucker. Cause, cause we, if we think about it, Thurgood Marshall is like the is like literally the law behind all of the civil rights shit. Like, nigga, this is uh, Brown v. Board of Education. Mm -hmm. Got that shit to smooth up out of there, right? Like he legislated racism away in ways that nobody else really could. That's what made Thurgood Marshall who he is. So for this nigga to come behind him, this nigga, Clarence Thomas, <laughs> second black person to be on the Supreme Court. But the first one to actually bring us shame. Yeah. Okay. Giving getting into a little bit of his background. Now we know Clarence Thomas was uh was put in a position by uh George Bush. I he was a Bush appointee. We don't like you know, niggas mm -hmm. know, like that's not the first George not, Bush, to be clear. Yes, to be clear. George HW. HW. He was put in a, he was put in the office by George HW Bush. Uh and niggas didn't rock with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't somebody that represented black people. I mean, he he was a part of conservatism. That's how he operated. Uh, and when they had the opportunity to put a black man in, they put the one in that best fit their description, that best fit what it was that they were trying to do, right? The type of the type of uh, a lawyer they wanted to get in there, just to give this. Now, why are we saying that he made history? Not just because uh, him being the second African American to serve on the Supreme Court, uh, he's actually the second. Uh, actually, he's the oldest currently Supreme Court justice. <laughs> so, so he's been holding it down, right? Ordinarily, this would be something we would want the kids to write papers about and dress up like, and you know, what I'm saying, do little collages about. But let's get into why that's not what niggas is Absolutely. on. Absolutely. <laughs> like, let's let's get into that first. Anita Hill. <laughs> we know who she is. This is like Me Too before yeah. Me Too. You know what I mean? This is a this is a woman that literally went up against a government on on some sexual harassment shit. When back again, back at a time when this shit was low key yeah. okay, it was low key cool for them to do this type of shit. She was not playing. Right. And, you know, really the accusations, what he was accused of, how he treated her, how he talked to her, the things that he showed her, just like the grossness of her experience was defended by all of these white faces, Democrat and Republican alike. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to add when you put pubic hairs on it. On a soda can, I think that's sure. when that gets uh, real out of control. Disgusting. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the way that she was treated, the way that I think, you know, she ended up being retroactively vindicated, but by the end, the damage had already been so done. 
Um, and I think we learned already so much about what justice really looks like and the version of justice that, you know, people in the highest courts are willing to pursue. I think it really started to speak volumes about, you know, because it, it, once, once again, and, you know, one of many ways just echoing the sentiment that the society has toward black women. Right. Now, so, and this, this was earlier in his career, right? But he ain't done. This nigga crooked as hell. Yeah. For 20 years, <laughs> over 20 years, Clarence Thomas has been treated to luxury vacations by billionaire Republican donor. What's his name? Harlan Crow. Mm-hmm. All right. Hold on. Hold it. The most obviously paid off Supreme Court justice is a brother. This is why we don't celebrate this man during Black History Month. He is a shame. We really don't even, like, in terms of, again, racial draft, Clarence Thomas is one of the niggas that we would be easily trading off for, you know what I'm saying, for like a, for, the, for anybody, anybody. <laughs> Let's I get mean, rid of you him. know, I'm going to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think a lot of people, I've seen people have conversations that problematize the race draft. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And are, you know, critical of the idea that you might cut a couple niggas loose to, you know what I'm saying, create balance in terms of the direction. We're moving it got to be done. Just hopefully forward and not behind. Yeah. It got to be done, man. It got to be done. Go. Dog, you got to yeah. go. And as a matter of fact. We'll trade that nigga away I mean, for like, picks. Yeah, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough, bro. But yeah, just, just in case you're critical of this rhetoric, yeah. You got to take that because he can leave and it could be, listen, these are criticisms of his position and the way that he's occupied it, but this is out of the terrible ass trash ass decisions that he's actually made. The dissenting decisions that have left gay couples, that have left black people, that, left, that have margin, left marginalized people, that have left women and people with reproductive issues just off to the side. This is on top of that shit. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is another reason why it's just like, bro, you literally are the peak and the pinnacle of what, again, justice is supposed to look like in this country. Every single time you follow the wrong side of these issues. It's, it's sad to see. It's hard to see. On top of the fact that his wife was working behind the scenes to undermine the 2020 election and keep Donald Trump in office. OK, just just to now. be clear. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Clarence Thomas. Whole ass Black History Month reject. Right, and, and and we gotta know Keep why. Him. We gotta know why. Y'all can have him. Y'all can have him. Uh, let's get into the next one. Let's get into the next one. Hold on, real quick. Let me make sure we're looking at these comments real quick. KJ already peeking into the future a little bit. We'll get there. Just a little uh, bit. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Donnell was good. Great to have you. More one. Great to have you. Uh, and that's what KJ just said. His wife is trash too. Absolutely. All right. Keep it going. Next. Uh, we another history maker, somebody else yeah. that we should. I mean, especially in in a world where we're talking more about um, the contributions of of women, black women specifically. Condoleezza Rice, first black woman Secretary of State, second black person. Period. After Colin Powell left, he was the first black Secretary of State mm-hmm. um, under George Bush. But Condoleezza Rice, Condoleezza Rice, Toya. Uh oh first no let's first again let's give her her credit right let's talk about why she's important how yeah. she got to hold that position you know what I'm saying all of that is extremely important so with Condoleezza 
I mean, and it's also, I think it's important to recognize because, well, you know, Kamala is also an important figure in terms of Black women we see in power and government. But before Kamala Harris was elected, she was the closest Black woman to the presidency. She was. Ever. You know what I'm saying? So, she like, was. in terms of just, like, evaluating her importance, she was fourth in the in the line of succession. Like, had something happened, a plane went down on a particular trip or something like that, and she decided to stay behind president, vice president. Who come after the vice president? The secretary? No, the speaker secretary. of the house. Nah, Secretary of State. Is that who's next? Yeah. Yeah, they third in line. The Secretary of State. So then, wait. It ain't, it ain't nobody behind the Vice President? Nope. It's the Secretary of State. Okay. Then maybe I'm <laughs> tripping and what I read was wrong because they could have said she was fourth in the line of secession. But that's pretty doggone close yeah. to being President of the United States. Oh, uh, no. Nah, Tyler so, said... I, I mean, guess Tyler is saying... That, you know, Tyler is saying Speaker of the House. Tyler is saying speak it out, so you was right. Yeah, I, I look, political plug, talk to me. Now, yeah, shout out to Tyler. Yeah. Um, I thought it was closer. Uh, How are not see, I'm trying to remember a couple other, well, I mean, but you got the page pulled up, you know. Yeah. How are not share the same birthday? The same birthday? birthday? Yeah, we share the same birthday. Uh, she currently serves as the, at the Hoover Institution at Stanford University. Uh, yeah, Secretary of State from 2005 to 2009, U.S. National Security Advisor as well. Uh, she, again, she came in after Colin Powell, and just like Toya said, she was fourth in line, the presidential uh, presidential line of succession. All right, so she she was kind of like after Shirley Chisholm, right, who like really didn't get far in the primaries, like didn't, you know what I'm saying, get enough support. Uh, after mm -hmm. Shirley Chisholm, Condoleezza Rice then got the closest. And that love and, you know what I'm saying, it's just, it just, it just ain't been there. It ain't been there. When we talking about bigging up black women, especially black women that we was ignored, that's, that's being ignored, that's making history, she ain't included. And let's talk about why, Toya. Let's get into the first reason why. <laughs> Condoleezza Rice denounces Well, I mean, even outside of, let's talk about the general reasons why. And it... It sounds like it's a, is it a delay? It sounds like no, it's a little go ahead, delay. Go for it. It's a it's a huge delay. Like I think you're coming in just a couple seconds after, after I talk every time. But yeah, let's let's speak generally uh about Condoleezza Rice, specifically just like she wasn't a reflection of just black people from my perspective. I I, I didn't see that. Like it wasn't it, it, when like black political issues, she always seemed to stood on the other side. From my perspective. I mean, that was definitely the case. And what's interesting about that is her father was a professor. It seemed like all the people that you expect to act right got parents who have lived lives that lean toward them knowing better and then just never doing that shit. So her father was like, I think her mom was a, a teacher. Her father was also like a professor at an HBCU. So very, I think she grew up. In a on a HBCU campus or something like that, like the housing was on the actual campus, so she grew up in an environment around black people who were invested in black interests and black needs. But that just didn't really translate to, I think, her career path and a lot of how she found herself in the room she found herself in. That being said, you know, I think one of the more general criticisms that people had of her was how she could be this black woman and so be so deeply invested in conservatism, right? So the examples that you had about her not really always stepping to the side of black issues and never really being uh, in alignment with the black issues at the time, but also you appear with George W. Bush 
justifying, you know, going over to the Middle East looking for weapons of mass destruction. Over there justifying the lies that were being told to the American people about their ambitions and the ways that they were pursuing and the terrible ways that they were pursuing the treatment of, you know, extremists or quote-unquote terrorists, which we know were innocent civilians right. that were being, you know, mowed down daily by right. these U.S. military operations. On top of Insurgents. that, and that was while she was NSA, the director of the NSA, yeah. Uh, or she was, yeah, the a national security advisor, advisor rather, yep. during uh, 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 during Bush's first term. During that second term was when she was elevated to um, secretary, secretary of state. state. And that is during a time where a lot of her criticisms, general criticisms from the overall public, not just black people, had a lot to do with the way that she was then pursuing terrorists. So the CIA, or she was in cahoots with the CIA and justified a lot of the CIA's treatment a lot of the inhumane accusations they had it everywhere from Guantanamo Bay to other undisclosed under, undisclosed locations. Locations. Yeah. Um, Gitmo. Uh, you military centers across the country. Exactly. Black, but other Gitmo. Black like, sites, Gitmos they, as they like call. Like, precisely. But it was a lot of human rights, human rights violations going on, and she was co-signing it with a whole lot of the shit that was found to be just absolutely morally reprehensible, right? So it's just yeah. like you was in the shit, like green lighting and co-signing and authorizing a lot of nonsense. Not to mention what we have on the screen. So uh, this is where we get to the the title that you had just thrown out, and I can, actually can't see it. So go ahead and get into this article, plug. I got you. Condoleezza Rice denounces critical race theory. Uh, now this is 2021 this is even more recent but it's like again like it, it's mm -hmm. an example of how her politics wasn't shit then and it ain't shit now because again when you frame it yeah. when you're a black person and i and this is black people when you say shit like this like complete like take something that's black that black people use and just fuck it up to try to talk shit about it you look bad you look like an agent of white yeah. supremacy and that's exactly what condoleezza rice represented she said i don't have i don't have to make white kids feel bad for being white now even though i have no problem doing that that ain't what uh, uh, uh critical race theory is about if you feel bad about learning about the history of racism anyway. and the way that it functions institute uh, way that it functions and shapes institutions that's just the nature of the beast like it's just it is what it is like <laughs> like we what we supposed to feel bad that our ancestors got beat but nobody else got to feel Absolutely. no yeah y'all got us fucked up about that um, so Condoleezza Rice, her position in herself as someone <laughs> that uh, is, that really gets wrong critical race theory and tries to use it to victimize white kids, yeah, that's that's how we know your politics is fucked up. Uh, and even more recently, that I know, <laughs> yeah, Condoleezza Rice criticized for insisting Americans want to move on. Condoleezza Rice. Ridiculous, right? So a lot of your favorite, even conservatives, and this is why I, I get really confused about even the way that they execute uh, their conservatism. Some of these, some of these black folks, because they just kind of kowtow to whoever it makes them palatable in the moment, or just really what whoever wants to hear. Because there are conservatives who are pissed off about January sixth, but she's like, ah, I don't think I'm a rock with y'all. I think I'm a rock with the ones that are down with the highest and most surprising, nastiest levels of conservatism and uh, the abuse of. You know what I'm saying? Or, or the the delusions that conservatives have, you know, and really staunch Trump supporters have. We're going to go ahead and align with them, the worst version of like. So it's just like, bruh, even when you try to give people wiggle room to believe what they believe and, you know, align themselves politically and not try to typecast black people, you be having niggas like this that just choose to go. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my East Coast people. Be OD with it. You see what I'm saying? And that's where it be blowing my mind. 
Um, it really be blowing mine. So again, when y'all trying to think like, damn, do niggas talk about Condoleezza Rice? No, they don't. And we have a clear understanding <laughs> why. No, <laughs> we good. Condoleezza Rice has made yeah. history, but she has like black history though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll keep her a little bit of out, outside of that. Uh, next, we're not done. We're not done. Next. This one, I feel like, is a heartbreaker because this is one of my, this was an icon, somebody that I kind of looked up to uh, when I was younger, and that's Ben Carson. Mm. <laughs> ben Carson. Ben Carson, the world-renowned surgeon. Uh, he had a movie about him played by uh, Cuban Gooding Jr. I went, to a, uh, I went to a church. I went to a church and seen him speak. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it was like his story, what he, what he was able to mm. do. You know what I mean? It was all inspirational. And I felt like, damn, like, okay, Ben Carson is, is somebody that we should have a lot of respect for um, as black people. Like, you know, especially during the times when we were bigging up the history of black people, right? Uh, but before Absolutely. I tear him down, before I tear him down. Can I also say one thing, too? Before yeah. before you tear him down, I think another thing, too, was, the, you know, the, the Ben Carson that you're talking about was, you know, save lives. You know, right. who doesn't like a guy who saves lives? Like, right. you know, a surgeon, like a very neutrally, just very objectively acceptable job. It yeah. really only be when niggas get into politics that they start making weird ass decisions of the money. about who they are and what their legacy is. And I think that's what's sad mm-hmm. because he was great. He was great before he started getting into different lanes. But now that, that I just I wanted to put that in there because it really hurts my feelings about Ben Carson. <laughs> but more specifically, let's learn to get to know this guy. So uh, now, hold on. We we got to correct Tyler real quick. He said, "Wasn't he a COVID denier uh, who died of COVID?" That's actually the pizza man. Uh, we, we 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 just talked about him. <laughs> that was her. That was Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Godfather's Pizza Guy. Who? Uh, Herman Cain. Yeah, yeah. It was Herman Cain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben Carson is still alive, bro. Ben Carson is still alive. <laughs> right. So, uh, but he, he is, he's a retired neurosurgeon. He served, even though it was under Donald Trump, he did serve as United States Secretary of Housing and Urban Development from 2017 to 2021. Did a terrible job. Terrible job. Did not care about the, the, the people who lived and utilized mm-hmm. HUD. Um, and he ran for president in 2016. He got, he got washed. Uh, what he really is known for... Um, cool is he gained significant fame after leading a team of surgeons in the first known separation of conjoined twins at the back of the head. Um, although the surgery was a success, the twins continued to experience neurological and medical um, issues or complications, but he did it. They lived. They survived. He was the first to lead a team to do that. Mm-hmm. And from then on, it was like he was set, bro. Like you, you were like an icon in medicine. And then when you have these types of icons, uh, oh, also, he did the first successful neurological neurosurgical procedure on a fetus inside the womb. That's big shit. Like that nigga did surgery inside the womb. Yeah. Like so, Ben Carson is somebody like when we talking about medicine, whatever. Like you want your kid to be like Ben Carson, and even though you probably want them to have the same skills and go after that position and yeah. be a neurosurgeon, you don't want them to have the same politics. Because Ben Carson. Again, uh, uh, a Trump sycophant, a Trump kiss ass. Uh, like, like I said, 
what you was about he to say? He ain't with that gay shit at all. I ain't with the oh, <laughs> not not playing. He's a homophobe. Yeah, not playing. Just not playing with it at all. Uh, and, <laughs> and 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 again, I think what's I think what's crazy is just that like with him, he was somebody that grew up in the projects. To not care about people under the hood and to like enforce like very underhanded, dirty, conservative policies uh, when it came to uh, housing and development. It's like, bro, you you not like that. The icon we need you to be. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, like it's just a whole not all skin focused kin folk. Hey, mm-hmm. and I don't know if y'all knew Zora Neale Hurston mm-hmm. is the first one to introduce that phrase. Zora Neale Hurston was the first one to introduce the phrase not all skin focused kin folk. Uh, but Ben Carson is a perfect, uh, perfect example of that. Let's get into some of his um, fucked up policies. This nigga said arguing for racial equity is another kind of racism. <laughs> this nigga literally said arguing for sure. equity for people from different racial backgrounds to have the same opportunities is also racism. That is the dumbest reverse racism argument I have ever heard. It's the pretty much the worst version of that that you can possibly say. Right? Can like, I, I can completely understand. Not really understand, but I do understand. Uh, white people being like, you know, I'm white. There's no control I had over that. I just kind of exist. You know, so when you, you know, cause like, you know, the classic conversation of like, when you call me white, it hurts my feelings because I didn't have any control of this. Okay, sure. Right. right. Still got to deal with the baggage of the privilege that you have being a white body person that moves around this world. But I, I get why you, you why, why you don't want to take it personal and why you feel like I shouldn't be taking it so personally. This is the dumbest version of the reverse. Like, yeah, I just, I have to repeat the dumbest version of the reverse racism argument that could possibly exist because how? There's a claim with no warrant. It's a circular, it's very circular reasoning. But carry on. We're talking about equity. How did how does equity and racism be how is equity being a kind of racism? Any type of a logic, bro. You are a brain surgeon. You're a brain surgeon. And it's like you ain't using your brain nor none of the skills that came with you getting there. It's like <laughs> this is the type of shit that you saying publicly. God bless. This is the type of shit you're saying publicly. So Ben Carson, like, very inspirational story that stops at a certain point. You feel me? But, yeah, bro, like, you, it's a reason why we don't talk about you during Black History Month. You don't get no celebrations. You don't get no posters. You don't get no kids dressed up. None of that. Uh, Put the scrubs we, up. Don't we you, leave. You're not, you're no stethoscopes right now. Yeah, We're not none of that. None of that. I mean, and I uh, KJ up. said, these are the black friends of racists, essentially. <laughs> right. right now i mean yeah because this is yeah this these is, is the black friends that be talking about like these people exist these are real people like straight up this is this is when they say that the black i know a black person that thinks this is exactly who they talking about um let's get into the next one though let's get into the next one we're not mm-hmm. trying to keep y'all too long and we got a few more to do uh that are very interesting this next one I think this one is going to be very obvious, right? Uh, but we gotta we gotta give this next one to the man known as R. Kelly, <laughs> the Pod Piper, Robert. as he was. We don't call him Robert. We don't call uh, him by his government name. He doesn't deserve. He doesn't deserve a moniker. He's Robert tonight. Okay. Right, and now what I want y'all, and I'm and I'm giving them credit where credit is due. Like 
R. Kelly is a pioneering R&B music, pioneering soul music, one of the greatest writers of music of all time. That ain't enough, though, bro. Like, what R. Kelly, what R. Kelly's accused of, uh, but, again, we got to stick with the format of the show. Let's talk about why he should be a black history icon first, right? Why R. Kelly should be a black history icon first is his contributions to music, right? He's, he's he's really done a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Known as the king of R and B, and it was hard at the time, very hard to refute that. I think the only person who was trying to refute it was Bobby Brown, and niggas was like, "Bobby Brown, sit your ass down somewhere." Um, Eighteen studio <laughs> albums. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I don't want to kind of big up too much. You know what I'm saying? Others, but you know, he had to, I believe. Yeah, I we're not, we're not, we're not, yeah. Object, you know ob- I mean? Objective facts. Yes. These are objective facts. Yes, this is simply being objective. Because we're going to talk about why he's not celebrated, to be clear. But we was singing, I believe I can fly every morning in elementary school before we started our day. That it, I mean, take it. Uh, you could give graduate it a, from something without singing. I believe I can fly. Like there is no elevation to the next level without I believe I can fly. Every right. every graduation. Right. Um, what? So over seventy five million albums. Uh, yeah, we we know we know the history. All right, Grammys, all of that. R. Kelly, right the as he as he was and this is not you know, even the writing accolades and the production accolades and yeah, all of that yeah like a, a lot of your favorite r&b joints was written or produced by r kelly that's just the truth and the fact of the matter this is why we don't fuck it. the the r kelly the sex tape should have been circulating in the hood there's no reason there's no reason why we yeah. we, we should have been able to get our hands on that like that like if we if what happened then was happening today, I know a bunch of niggas that would be in jail for the crimes associated with those type of, you know what I mean? And, and it was just circulating. It was just yep. circulating. Um, so it, it was like a, it was like an urban legend. Like R. Kelly got about 20 tapes. It's like Pokemon. Nigga, you got to collect them all type shit. You want the whole set. But it was it was that, though. You feel me? It was it was it was this. So it's like thinking mm-hmm. back on that, I'm just like that's that's wild shit. Uh thoughts. Uh I mean, I think it was troubling in the comments. A lot of it, you know, I think really becomes worse when you go back and apply new knowledge to old situations, old facts. Uh KJ says what's even sicker is uh the Pied Piper. And myth led child uh, led children to him. So Robert had been telling on himself. Basically, you know, I thought that was ironic too. Remember singing B two K and pipe pipe pipe. Like I was, you know what I'm saying? Like that was my shit. And to just know that that allegory and that storytelling overlaid that reality was just like terrible as shit. Right then, um, you know, we also have Krishar. Shout out to uh, shout out to Krishar. Shout out to regular Joe in the building, everybody who's jumping into the conversation. Regular Joe says, I was just talking about this horrible man. He wrote that AJ Nothing But A Number album, right? You see him on that cover and it's just like, then you go back and listen to this shit. You, you know, really see who he was talking about and who he was writing the songs for and what it really was. And then we know he married Aaliyah and, you know, she was underage and 
all the just the terrible shit. You know, Miss Ma'am, I got a shot at this comment say that man is like eating chitlins. No matter how far they cooked or how much hot sauce, it's still pig ass. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't <laughs> never get away from the fact of the matter. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I re- that was just a very apt analogy that really touched my heart. Then uh Ease Vixen said, not to mention the parody song made by Dave Chappelle. I was so confused and gross by adults were laughing at that when it was going around. And when you talk about the circulation of that video, it did become an opportunity to, you know, have a have a cringy ass laughing moment. I never really figured out what was, you know, great about peeing on somebody or anybody, a grown-up. And this is I was yeah. a kid, I was like, you know, and I think I was like a preteen, a teenager. And I'm like, I thought I knew about sex. I didn't know they was peeing on each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I was we, like, this is crazy. Come to find out, like, I mean, of course, some people do, but that's some super different countercultural shit. And in this particular instance, was an instantiation of abuse. Like, so here's the thing, and, I, and I'm terrible. I, I, I'm not gonna put Tyler She's on terrible. blast. I'm not gonna put Tyler on blast, right? But young boys during that time, like teenage boys during that time, uh, and, and the rise of the internet. In certain websites that you know what I'm saying where you can learn about and I, and I ain't talking about pornographic websites I mean like uh, uh what's it like urban dictionary you know what I'm saying you learned about certain act uh moves mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying certain whatever uh and so I we thought we thought that that was funny one because it was it was sex and pee like it was just it was you know what I'm saying it was boy humor you feel me like just that's yeah it, it really it was it was gross like y'all was supposed like Everybody really should have been grossed out by it, and probably a lot of adults were as well. Um, mm-hmm. But it, but again, it's like it's like now applying those that that adult lens on onto what we were seeing, and like even with the joke and all of that being funny, niggas was talking about doing it on a child. That was the overall context. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Uh, it, I mean, more one points out that edgy and sensitive shit used to be humor back then, and so it also was true. just kind of the brand of humor at a time and whether it was through Dave Chappelle or whether it was just the way that people talked about that shit. And this is not an excuse for it, but it is very much a, an explanation for like why, you know, we really had to let knowledge and education catch up. We had to unlearn and relearn. And so it's really weird to have been alive throughout the entire lifespan of this mm-hmm. particular issue and watch just the competency and watch the education and watch the investment in certain you know rejections of abuse and it was just it's been and wild to just watch our society grow and develop and evolve enough to be mature enough to hold this conversation but you know it's like now we got to deal with the conversation of like uh like was pointed out I in mean, the channel the what about isms the yeah you know i mean the the people that's like but what course. about the parents of course the, but, but, the, the you know who really is to blame exactly you, you see what i'm saying so it's it, it, so that Stay side focused. Yeah, that yeah. side that side came out too. Um, but I mean, but to say, you know, what I mean, but again, for somebody to have such an impact on how we looked at music, how we understood music, like you not you don't talk about you can't talk about R and B without talking about R. Kelly, but now we have to, all right. Uh that we that's something we gotta move on from. Yeah. Uh, our our parents and our grandparents <laughs> That's a shame, man. Knew about the the perversions or the stars that they listened to and they and they kinda accepted that. We got to be the ones to put our foot down. No, can't be an icon. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Donnell. Donnell said, I never thought that shit was cool. I was grossed out even as a kid. My mama hated him always. (laughs) Or always hated him. Always. Your mama got discernment. Your mama was knowing. And she was ahead of the trend. Shout out to Donnell mama. Because she was like, not on my watch. This this man is 
dark spirits. Right, and, and let me not even say boy humor. Like gross, kind of gross humored boys. Like that, like niggas that was like cool with the Chappelle humor. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's that's what it was, and that's why even a lot of niggas that love the Chappelle show right. are actually like kind of look at Dave Chappelle funny nowadays because it's like it's not the same. Like niggas kind of grew up. Uh, but yeah, so R. Kelly should yeah. be celebrated during uh Black History Month. But nah, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we 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 over that. We moving on. You lost um, it. Yeah, that that luxury is gone, my brother. Uh let's move into the next one. Let's move. I appreciate everybody hey, real that's quick, real quick before you move. Before you move to the next one. Now, I was just gonna say hit a thumbs up real quick. Before y'all yeah. move, before you move too quick into the next one, and you kind of shouting out everybody already in the conversation. If you've been typing and talking to us, but you ain't hit that thumb, you know you like it. You know you you showing love, you chiming yeah. in. Go ahead and do that other step and go ahead and hit that thumb real quick because we having y'all in the room. That's all I want to say. My bad, bro. Yeah, nah, I was literally about to be on the same shit. And we 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 working through this little delay. You know what I'm saying? We we working through it. We working through it. Uh but we we doing everything we can. <laughs> getting yeah, getting getting to this next one. Getting to this next one. Uh this is this is more this is a more recent controversy that we're dealing with. Dolphin Teeth, as he as as he was known by Dave Chappelle and <laughs> Yeah. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs. That's a new one. That's a new yeah, one for Sean sure. Combs. Now we're gonna talk about we gonna we literally we're gonna talk about why he deserved to be in the black history. Um, conversation, but we we definitely have to recognize his contributions. He is the music executive behind some of the greatest acts in hip hop. Biggie is known by a lot of niggas as the greatest rapper ever. If anybody competing with him is Pac, the man behind Biggie was Diddy. Now some people say mm-hmm. Diddy is the nigga that killed him, but you know, again, we ain't into conspiracy right now. We only talking about what we know, right? No, and no, just, and like should <laughs> like. Like Suge said, right. yo, this is the nigga that was dancing and doing all the pop locking in the videos, right? Yo, you you ain't had Biggie if you ain't had Diddy. Uh, and so let's get into a few of his accomplishments uh, before we talk about the salacious news that we've recently come upon. Um, he was born November fourth too. Why my birthday yeah. close to all these niggas? <laughs> I'm not necessarily comfortable with that. <laughs> we all Scorpios, but I don't, I don't want to be a Scorpio Lord. like these niggas. Uh, but uh, no, Diddy, <laughs> Diddy got his start at Uptown Records, which was one of the first hip hop black culture. Not necessarily one of the well for the for the generation, right? It was one of the ones that was like we focusing on hip hop acts, we focusing mm-hmm. on uh, rappers, you know, singers with that street element. Uh, that was Uptown Records. Uh, it was Andre Harrell was the uh, CEO that put Didi on. He died probably like some years back, like probably like seven or eight years at this point. Uh, and mm-hmm. after Diddy left Uptown, mm-hmm. he started Bad Boy. That's where we get B.I.G., we get Mary J. Blige, we get Usher. We're going to talk about Usher more in a second here. But before we do that, uh, mm-hmm. we had, let's see, uh Peaked at the uh, Billboard to, he, songs that peaked at the Billboard 200, um, septuple platinum certification, all type of platinumness, platinum that sold records. We all know, um, won Numbers. three Grammys. Numbers. Yeah, yeah, won three Grammys. 
um, 13 nominations. And again, he ain't even the rapper like that. Uh, and then he, uh, at, at, at one point, he got the most, he was in the Guinness World Record for the most successful rap producer in 1997, um, as well as Sean John Clothing, Making the Band, all of that, right? When you say, the nigga yeah. started his Puff Daddy, yeah. Yeah. went to P. Diddy, then just dropped the Diddy. Dirty Money. Yeah. Uh, and just been through all these different, um, all these different generations of music. However, <laughs> Diddy is a nigga that's a more would be more recently discussed in Black history, but his recent conversation isn't Black History Month worthy. I'll say this, and I want to get your opinions on Diddy. Period. Mm. <laughs> I, I want to get your I want to get your opinion on Diddy. Period. Because to me, I always argue with niggas that Diddy was dirty. I've always said Diddy was a snake. Because if you look at the artists, what they, what they, like after they blow up, what they become, it's like they never was able to continue mm-hmm. that wave. Biggie got killed. Um, who knows what happened? Like 112 fell off after a couple albums and had to go somewhere else. Craig Mack fell off, had to go somewhere else. Everybody that's ever had contracts with Diddy and, and, and Bad Boy at some point left on bad terms. Um, but I, I, but niggas called me a hater at the time. What did, what's, what was your thoughts? Uh, on yeah, Diddy? it's a bunch of different examples. I mean, my thoughts on Diddy are kind of growing up and keep in mind, you know what I'm saying? He was kind of like, I think of the East coast, like artists that we grew up with listening to, you know what I'm saying? He's one who kind of penetrated, uh, the region, I think a little bit more in terms of like yeah. that New York sound or whatever. So I was hearing a whole lot more Puff Daddy P Diddy music growing up and stuff like that. It was a part of my maturation. I always kind of had a respect for him, right? Like, yeah, I heard stories about him, you know, not doing right by his artists, then that this, that, and the other, but I honestly didn't like investigate them enough to have a strong opinion about it. I was just like, damn, people not getting paid. This shit is kind of crazy. Like, I don't I don't know. I just didn't really invest a lot of thought in that. I one of my favorite songs. Is uh welcome to you uh welcome to Atlanta welcome Remix. To Atlanta, yeah. I just randomly and so welcome to New York, where we don't play, play like the nigga yeah. was jamming. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Uh, Dirty Money was an experience for me. I watched a lot of making the band back then. So you know what I'm saying, like failed projects and experiments. But I also was somebody who was like, this nigga is like really trying out these different groups of people and really taking this kind of visionary leader innovator perspective interestingly and putting it on display for all of us to watch damn it kind of sucks that they're not panning out but i'm not really thinking like he's this terrible malicious person who is devious and deceitful and trash um but you know as i think ease vixen implied and it's really some shady shit which is why i gotta read this comment uh they said well the sign scorpio governs the anus so maybe that's why they ain't shit that was crazy to me uh, oh no! Wait up! Hold up! But also, yeah, it was it was cold blooded. It was cold blooded. I, I couldn't let it pass. I couldn't that. let it pass. I had to go Yo. catch that. But uh, but you know, a, a very troublesome guy. Beyond that, you find out all different types of things. More one says, didn't his lady latest girlfriend who would be Carisha say she let him pee on her? He did. I don't know what this infatuation is with peeing on people, but it seems that when people are problematic and predatory, that's they go to is what it's given. Um, some of the other comments say, no, rich see, weird. just a recent 
just recently saw a TikTok of a black woman who said, Diddy, yeah, shot her in the face in the club back in the 90s. She posted proof and said Diddy's far guy took the blame, which, you know, Shine, who is, a, I think, a politician now in, I forget what country. Somewhere over um, But, you know, had went to jail for the crime. For a minute. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere overseas, but went to jail for the crime, did time. Yeah, and now the truth is coming back out because apparently this was known news and information. He just got kind of rid of it. But that he was the one who shot her. So uh, this is on top of the sexual abuse uh, allegations. This is on top of what he settled with uh, uh, Cassie over. This is on top of what he's now said to have done to Meek. And, you know, the, the, oh, the earth shit with some other folk. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's really, it's wicked. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I, it, it's crazy. I'm, I'm baffled. Shine, yeah. What? I'm, I'm, I'm baffled by, um, not, I guess not baffled ain't really the, ain't really the word. Because uh, you really can't put nothing past these niggas that's in the position, that's in, that's in Hollywood, that's living in these hills and all this shit. Uh, you can't put nothing past none of these folks. It, I, I guess it's just one of those things to where it's like when, when you pull back the curtain, even though like you know about certain things that's going on, like when you get to see that peak, you still disgust it. You, sk- you still disgust it. Like success... And, yeah. and and people bragging about success yeah. just makes you it doesn't feel the same. You know what I mean? Like especially for like whether you want to rap, whether you want to be in any type of entertainment industry, success don't feel the same because it's like don't like y'all I, I I thought niggas was bullshitting. Like you telling me niggas really gotta get fucked on to blow up? Like stop, stop playing. Like that's that's not something you wanna deal with. You know what I'm saying? I hope that you deal with. Right, 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 right. So Diddy, um, again, as much as he's oh, a, I, well, I got a feeling, and what it what is given? What you was about to say? My bad. I was just about to say what 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 is given, and what I what is given, and what I'm seeing is that we we've only it's still gonna be more to come. A lot of people saying this is uh, hip hop uh, Jeffrey Epstein. You know what I'm saying? Like in a lot of ways, we keep getting tips of icebergs, but that is so much more to come in terms of what we're going to be seeing and hearing about this. So only thing I was going to add to it is that he, he ain't never, I don't think, and, and somebody had asked a question. I feel like it was a regular Joe was like, once R. Kelly passed away, like, can we listen to his music again? No, I don't, I don't think so. Just like once Diddy gone, I, I think, you know what I'm saying, it's going to be a plug on his shit too. Like, I don't think you can really rock none of that no more. You got to, yeah. got to get that up. You got to throw that in the grave with them. Yeah, it's, even it's, though it's, it's niggas that like brag about um, fucking with uh, R. Kelly music. So that is what that is. But again, as much as Diddy should be an icon in hip hop and in Black History Month, he's not. Is he on that freaky shit? <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the next one. We're gonna move through these a little quicker. Uh, y'all been rocking with us for an hour. We appreciate it. Uh, but we wouldn't yeah. be able to do the show without talking about this nigga. It's only right, Kanye West, somebody that at this point in his career should yeah. be celebrated by uh black people in the black community. Music genius, producing genius, Grammy award winning genius. Right, like me, like yeah. literally, wasn't like I looked at him as a visionary. He was somebody that shaped um, a lot of just how I looked at rap, how I looked at uh, debate, how I looked at information. You know what I'm saying? Just like all fashion, of fashion, fashion. Yes, I wore. He, just, he used to dress like that nigga. He used to dress. Wore, he used to wear his little his long sleeve shirts with his blazers and his little jeans and Air Forces. Look, Tyler said, "Dom's hero." Yeah, I I had the uh, I wore the uh, 
The two polos. Yes, sir. I, I, wear, I would wear like a pink polo and a yellow polo with the collars you popped did. up. Uh, that's how. I mean, that's literally that's how important Ye was for the culture. Uh, let's see if we get let's get his numbers back real quick. I accidentally clicked out of that, so let's get that back. Uh, but let's see. Uh, I mean, the six solo albums we talking all platinum. Um, Rolling Stone considers him one of the greatest, one of the one hundred greatest songwriters of all time. Uh, all his, all of his albums were considered uh, in the five hundred greatest albums of all time. Um, and, and yeah, like they, and then just the, the, we know it's 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 uh it's yay. Um, Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award, Best International Male Solo Artist. Uh, Billboard Artist Achievement Award, all of that. People who get that type of stuff are looked at as black history. Us not looking at Kanye as black history, he did that to his damn self. He did that to his damn self. If Kanye don't come at niggas like this with this 400 years of slavery was a choice, if he don't come at us like that, bro... Yeah, even which, And then the, the running for president, the running for president with Trump, the white power shirt... Like just the just the descent into like white, white nationalism, lives matter, yeah, 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 or, yeah. White lives matter. Like it was just a, a descent into white nationalism that just undermined. And then I heard the music ain't even that good no more because I've been stopped listening to the nigga. You know what I'm saying? But niggas was saying uh, Lee was saying that he couldn't even listen to the the new album at all. Like it's just, it's, it's just not good. Uh, but you damn sure can't be somebody. Uh, uh, you damn sure can't be somebody that that we look at as a reflection of Black history and Black culture, nigga. If you talking about uh, talking crazy about Harriet Tubman, you know what I'm saying? Like talking crazy, like nigga talking about slaves should have chose death, yeah, all of this type of shit. That's that's wild. Go ahead, Toya. Well, nah, I just when I think about it, you know, a lot of people, um, or one of the things that I saw earlier this month, and and I just double checked the date, February tenth, twenty twenty four was the 20 year anniversary the 20 year anniversary of college dropout and so a lot of people were saying how sad it was that at this stage in his game and 20 years after one of the most transformative albums that was you know released on the scene that he out in the world walking around fucking barefoot you know with his clothes hanging out halfway off of him fucking posting he just posted today to kim kardashian on instagram for everybody to see that she need to take their kids out of sierra canyon canyon because that's a school for celebrities and da da like We've seen him, you know, have outbursts and talk all crazy to his wife and stuff like that all on the internet and this, this, and that, and yada, yada, yada. Like, just, you do all this weird stuff. You know what I'm saying? Remember he took pictures a couple months ago with his booty out? Like, bro, what are you doing? You walk around the world looking crazy, my nigga. Like, looking crazy, Ridiculous, my dog. And I actually, I want to, I want to... But and I even want to be delicate with even that language because there are components of mental health rolled into this and wrapped into this, and I don't want to be flipping about that. But I just say I really think it's sad that after such a legendary album, after you know, two legendary career experiencing his influence, it's sad that we not having he not on t- tour. You know what I'm saying? Telling me about getting on a spaceship. You know what I'm saying? Like and flying away and that. You know, we're not really having a all falls down moment where Selena Johnson come out on stage and sing our ass off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, where are those right. moments? We're not never MTV unplugged, um, nigga. So wrapped up and warped up in the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And now you dropping little pantyhose shoes and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, just we, a whole bunch of weird shit. And so you got it, boss. Like, I'm yeah. it's sad, but you can have it. Yeah, can, yeah that's what yeah. they are. 
damn socks, pantyhose. Yeah, uh, more one said, uh, <laughs> you wore two polos. And you was Tyler, a wild no, boy, man, not six years. We old. Ah, <laughs> oh, this nigga yeah, said six sir, years. Yes, I've seen it from my with my own two eyes. 15, 16, 17. Yeah, it was it was it was a debate tournament. Nah, fit. Tyler, we I get old. It was most. twenty years ago that came out, fam. Uh, let's see. KJ said we all flawed. That's the problem of stand culture to not see that. I can't just brush aside creepy behavior and overall predatory business practices for sure. Regular Joe said he's a historic. Talking about Kanye, he's a historical cautionary tale at this point. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that he he fits in that. Um, Miss Ma'am. So. Miss Ma'am calls this nigga a stain of uh he, he's a footnote in the stains of Black History section. But the old Kanye that we miss, he can stay. He can stay. Old Kanye can stay. So yeah, I mean honestly, you know what I'm saying. Like when you really think about how we have to take in people, you know what I'm saying. Like if we were to truly have any parts of our coming of age, if we had to truly be able to cherish any of the shit that you know really put us on or gave us our style, or like we have to like pick projects and pick eras of niggas and like take that one and hold it, and then let the rest of them go. You can't no longer just take the whole person with you because these people always you know got some tricky shit that that pops up behind the curtain and and, and blows mine. So you got to be finicky. You got to take old Kanye and leave new Kanye where he at. Right. Uh next I I think I think this icon is somebody that uh it's easier for people to be critical of. I think when we mention why this person isn't discussed, pe- more people will be like, Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and uh that next person is y'all give me just a second here. Uh that next person is Tyler Perry. All right, if we we gotta be honest. Again, we're gonna start up we're gonna start about we're gonna start with where Tyler Perry is legendary, especially in entertainment. Um, we know about the plays. Mm-hmm. We grew up watching the plays. We grew up laughing at Medea. Uh, and I guess I guess the overly dramatic shit made more sense on stage than in screenplays. But we'll talk about the criticism um, in a second. Uh, but where where we got to give credit where credit is due, he built the first black, uh, the like literally the first black movie studio. Okay. The first black movie studio. So a black person who owns this studio where other black people can go and make movies. You had, I think at one point they was, they was doing the, the, uh, the bad boys, the new bad boys. And they was doing the new coming to America. You know what I'm saying? All at the same time. And they all coexisting in this studio with Tyler Perry. Um, in his films, he, he makes sure that certain people get hired. Uh, is it Cicely Tyson that he makes sure he finds, um, somewhere yeah. for her, yeah. You know I mean, to always make sure she gets paid, to always make sure she's in the, um, she's in the mix. Uh, I mean, the man is literally like running BET at the moment. Like all of the BET programming is Tyler Perry shows. Uh, he's he's dictating all of it, right? So like Tyler Perry in terms of like icon with. I mean, you can't forget like that. He's he's like. Good. No, nah, I was just going to drop on this rest. I mean, you also can't deny kind of the shows that he had on TBS. He was running TBS for a minute. He had House of Pain and uh, Meet the Browns and I think some other show. Like, I just, I'm thinking about the resume and all the stuff. We ain't even, we ain't even, we ain't even talked about the plays. Like, in terms of, like, eras, give me play Tyler Perry 10 days out of, you know what I'm saying, 10 days out of the week, and it's only seven days in a week. Like, give me a TP play and we good all day long, you feel me? So I just, I wanted to finish kind of giving those flowers and acknowledging 
the errors that you know made me fall in love with the brand you know what i'm saying out the gate so yeah so uh so we gotta again giving giving credit where credit is due tyler perry is somebody that like if we if we look at what uh what's the what's the other the other nigga name uh that 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 people don't kind of fuck with us spike lee you know what I'm saying? What Spike Lee has been able to do with movies. Spike Lee, yeah. Yeah, Tyler Perry has is, is, is also been doing not as much like culturally defining movies, but good enough movies, good enough movies that we that we rock with and that he can continue to make movies. Here's the problem. <laughs> Here's the problem. The depictions ahead, that we the, the, the depictions that we see in Tyler Perry movies are fucking ridiculous. The uh for color girls was trauma porn. That's it. Like I get the I understand the story. I understand like the the book. The you know what I'm saying everything it was based on. But like get putting it in Tyler Perry's hands though. Mm-hmm. Like he does. You know, he kind of creates that type of uh, uh uh those emotions and creates those images on his own. When you give him those type of stories, yeah, he gonna he gonna ratchet it up. You know what I'm saying to to something different, and I I just felt like it was, uh, you know, you you have movies that you watch where you kind of like feel the pain, or you like you empathize with the pain that, that that's that's going on. This shit like had niggas looking at it like Saul, like God, I can't I can't I can't finish it. You know what I'm saying? Like you know those that type of shit. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I mean, and then again, you got this, you got uh, a little uh, piece by Rutgers that I pulled up here that kind of that kind of speaks to that. Um, where it is, it's, it is a conversation though, because people we we still have like like these stories are still real, like they still exist. They're still like women endure things that make people, especially black women, endure things that make people want to turn away. Um, uh, so like I I I get that. I think I think just that in the Tyler Perry catalog just made it to where it was just like God, God damn it, Tyler, like <laughs> you can't you feel me. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so that's that's kind of that's kind of where I stand <sighs> with Tyler. So I guess my take on Tyler Perry is that I feel like all the criticisms about what he creates are legitimate. I think more says more one says I appreciate his accomplishments, although it was at the expense of black people portraying stereotypes uh, and the plot and and it's the plot in every Medea movie. Um, KJ also, I'm sorry, Tyler was like, I've never laughed at Medea. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> um, and KJ points out that I've heard his workers are in terrible working conditions too. So I can't respect uh, this first black studio kind of business. And so, you know, I feel like it's complicated for a lot of people. You know, I feel like we are worried about stereotypes. I also think in the same breath and in different contexts, people are very okay with stereotypes um, and they pick and choose when they want to be selective about the images that are regurgitated to us and that are proliferated um, elsewhere that they don't like. I think, and this is me being honest about my criticism, I say this to say that I think a lot of people's disdain for Tyler Perry, and I won't say it's the people in this chat, I'm saying that conversations I hear are rooted in homophobia. Um, Because he's a man in a dress and he made his name as a man in a dress and because uh, I think a lot of black church culture and a lot of the consistencies with that uh, 
kind of also drive some of that homophobia, black church man and what he's doing. I really feel like it's giving people license to really be overcritical about them and not hold the same music that they listen to to, to the same standards and to some of the same shit we consume to those same standards. Yeah. And I'm calling it how it is. They want him to be gay very bad. They want him to be a homosexual very bad. People are very homophobic when it comes to talking about him. That being said, the criticisms are you know, real in terms of, I, you know, I don't really know a whole lot about the black people he's hired versus the putting them in leadership roles. I do know that there are a whole lot of black people, everybody from Tamala Mann to uh, the woman who was on Meet the Browns to Mr. Brown, to a lot of people who got their own shows, who got their own brands, who got the Christian keys and the fact that he, you know, has been able to create, uh, what was the show? All the, no, was it All the Queens? No, whatever the show was that he got on it. It's not All the Queens Men. I don't know why. Yes, it is. All the Queens Men. Oh, um, that's on BT. On BT yeah. Like people are getting opportunities mm. on BT. On BT. Um, and so, you know, like I get it. Stereotypes are bad. I just think we have to be consistent sometimes. I think homo uh, homophobia is bad. I think we have to be realistic about the criticism attached to him. I think that, you know, when it's all said and done, a lot of people have like a secondhand embarrassment. Mm -hmm. And they, Tyler yes. Perry represents some shit that is like, they would be okay. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just like you don't. I think I don't think it would bother you so much if you didn't feel like white people were also watching. If you didn't also feel like white people were consuming this. And how do we? You know, Tyler Perry makes the money he has. He has a budget he has. He does a project he does because he has the support of white people. So this means you have this random white person laughing at some shit you don't think they need to be laughing at. Some laughing at a stereotype you feel that they should be uncomfortable with or not even be looking mm -hmm. at or seeing. And it, it it really troubles them. I think the most valid. Criticism of Tyler Perry in all of this is that on many other projects he's a part of, he writes, directs, and produces, and that makes his shit stale and linear. And this is where we get the stereotypes because no matter what, he's only one brain and only one mind. I feel like if he was more willing to share the directing chair and share some of the fucking responsibilities, then he would have a more refined product with more nuance, more layers, more textures, and a better system to check back against some of the things that people feel like he peddles, but he doesn't have that. So I don't think he's a bad person. I think he might be a little selfish, but I think he he's an artist. I think he is ambitious. I think he's a visionary. And I think when it's all said and done, he has earned his little piece of a seat. How big his seat is, is going to be up to y'all, but I do think right. that's just... Yeah, I, and you know, again, so we we give credit where credit is due, but when you know when you kind of, I guess when you can be characterized as working against the image of black people, then we gotta hold off. Not saying that Tyler Perry won't end up mm -hmm. a Black History Month icon, but right now, even with the historical shit he's done, we gotta we gotta hold off. Uh, so we're gonna do one more, and then we're gonna call it a night. Uh, I think this is the, I think this is the one that's probably going to be the most disputable uh, that that's going to split people down the middle here because uh, I'm on one side I don't know I feel like other people are on another side when it comes to this individual uh, but Kamala Harris mm. Kamala Harris Kamala is somebody who this is again the uh, first uh, black period vice president. First black vice president, period, but first black woman uh, to occupy the seat of the uh, vice presidency, like that close to the president. And Joe Biden, like 90 something years old. So, you know, at any point she could have became president type. Stuff. Right. Uh, but as much as again, hold on real quick. That's what, 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 what got her in this position. You know what I'm saying? Why she why do people see her as this important is because 
Uh, she spent a lot of time um, in politics before she became uh, and, uh, the first black woman to be vice president. Um, she was uh, an attorney general of California from 2011 to 2017. She was a U.S. senator in California mm-hmm. from 2017 to 2021. I voted for her uh, to become senator. Uh, <laughs> she graduated from Howard, right? Uh, <laughs> wait. wait. Well, I'm laughing at fucking. You want to know what I'm really laughing at? What? As you read this information about Kamala Harris, J Universe is in the co- in the comments talking about. I'll be forgetting we even had a vice president. If you don't, get <laughs> out of my comments and KJ agreeing, like what? No, <laughs> like right? Also, Y'all better stop. Also, uh, I don't know uh, that tickled me. Yeah, cause he, cause uh, Jay Universe also said uh, the way Tyler writes women be having me think he don't like women. I thought that was hilarious too, cause I feel that nigga on that. It was. Um, it was. But, but let's stay focused. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so she didn't did all this black shit, right? With the Howard, didn't she talk about like smoking weed, listening to Snoop Dogg? <laughs> so shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now we have to we have to clear up this conversation around yeah. her identity, her racial identity. Um, so like her dad is Jamaican, and her mom is Indian. Uh, so she's also the first Asian American yes. um, to to do all the stuff that the first black was. Right? Uh, that was terribly worded, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but. All of these things, <laughs> all of these things of the first should put her in the position of being like, yo, we celebrate Kamala Harris. But you know what? This February, no, I didn't hear Kamala Harris name, nothing, titled, nothing, bigged up for shit, for nothing. This 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 Black History Month. And this is definitely some Black History Month worthy shit, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's get into why. What's the first problem? Uh, actually, the first problem really is the argument on whether or not she's black. There's a large swath of black people that <sighs> is like, she's she's not. Yeah. She's not. It's a lot of black people that's like, she's not. Uh, and, then, and then second, and we probably heard the same thing during the election season, Toya, uh, is the whole her her crime as her, her her time as a criminal prosecutor, her time as the attorney general, problematic, problematic. What say you? What say you on the question about whether or not she's black? Okay, yes, she's black. A couple <laughs> things that make this painfully obvious. Let's go ahead and get into it. Number one, you get to be black if and. One part, there's an end to it. You can't only do this because there's no Rachel Dolezal in. There is no uh, Logicking on my yeah, watch. Not at all. Uh, well, actually, I don't even want I will say Rachel Dolezal. I don't want to link Logic in because it's going to contradict my other point. But no Rachel mm. Dolezal. So you have to say mm. you're white. I mean, I'm sorry. You have to be able to say you're black. Yeah, because Logic Daddy black. You also have to have, I'll give you at least one. Exactly. That's why I had to say <laughs> I, I included him. We're going to use Rachel Dolezal for the example of what you can't do. Because yeah, right. there, there are no parents or grandparents that are black. Mm-hmm. But if you identify as black, like you say, I am black, and you have a black grandparent, and you are willing to 
And I mean, and of course, it's a benefit. I say it's a bonus if you are phenotypically. If you black, look like a nigga. But like, and I won't say it's a bonus because I'm a use of, but I'm, because I'm about to use another example that pisses me off when people try to pick out of his blackness, which is why I want to be clear about some things. And I think you know mm. who I'm about to talk about. But it really bothers me when we conflate ethnicity and race any other time. That is a black woman. She looks like a black woman walking around, stop playing. Ethnically, I get it. Jamaica is not in America. So you are kind of being weird about how she gets to access your version of blackness, but she is codified as a black woman. Her grandparents, her father is a black man. That's a black woman. So, so black, like, don't she be got weird. black grandparents. She's black and Asian, but she is black, identifies as black, will tell you she's black and got black grandparents. This same shit pisses me off when we get to talking about people like Patrick Mahomes. Because I get it. <laughs> I understand people are mad about who he married. I understand people are... Cause, and by the way, she's married white. to a white man. So same thing applies here. People are mad about who he married. The kids look white as shit. <laughs> but in terms of him being a black man, like, niggas was like, oh, we got black... You know, when he was playing... Uh, uh, the boy, Jalen Hurts. Uh, oh, we got a black... Oh. We finally got a black player. Well, no, more, most recently... Right in the playoffs when he was playing Lamar Jackson, it was like, oh, Lamar Jackson, we got to root for this black man. Nigga, it was two, it was two black men playing football against each other. When y'all try to deny Patrick Mahomes and his blackness, the shit is crazy to me because he identifies as black, was as loud as anybody was June 2020. So there's no skepticism about how he feels about the real shit, the nitty gritty of blackness. He's with the shits. Yeah. Got a black ass daddy. Daddy black. That do black ass shit. So y'all can't love his black ass daddy in the medium, and I'm smoking on this pack, and I'm smoking under that Look, pack. He talking about that's smoking your favorite on black girl, daddy on man, TV listen. when it's convenient, but then make this man. Come on, but all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes don't get to be black. This shit blows my mind. I only say it to get back to Kamala Harris. That is a black woman. I don't like the conversations that try to negate her black womanness, and I think yeah. it's just like a poor kind of approach. There are other shit. There are other things to criticize her on if you want to be critical, but don't try to deny her that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now she did. Now she did. you ask questions about the other shit, right? Uh, I was, I, I, yeah, I was just gonna say this. She did get a little bit of pass for being like a black, like marrying in a white, a white man, because if Barack Obama had a white wife, it's no way in hell that nigga's sniffing the presidency. Right? So she got a, <laughs> so she got a pass. Yeah, but go ahead, finish what you were saying. Well, no, I'm just saying, I think, you know, there are a lot of criticisms that article you have up right here uh, kind of points to. And I, I don't know if it's objectively written or if it's some Kamala propaganda, but what it does do is, you know, kind of articulate some of the big issues that people have with her and kind of some of the um, kind of truancy policies, the marijuana policies, and a lot of some of the other things that she practiced while she was in her position as attorney general here. But then the other side of this article talks about some of the positive things and a lot of the, the good things that she was able to do in her particular position, or at least things that should temper the kind of totalizing claim that she was top cop, bad police, and was really tough on law when in in crime when the truth was she was a little bit more even handed than some people may you know perceive so I'm looking at the Emanuels out here who say yeah out in the Bay Area we don't rock with Kamala you know she's not popular up there at all um, and then uh, you know more also speaks to the troubling history she had as a prosecutor but I would say you know what I'm saying like in true black people fashion when you the cops when you the police you radioactive you know what i'm saying people not really trying to fuck with that at all you know what i mean so a lot of what you do and what you have done in that position not to excuse any of the wrongdoing that she's done because like for example her truancy policy was like if the kids is truant we're gonna put the adults in jail who does that help man what the what the, what the fuck are you talking about like why would that be a solution to a problem of not having kids in school is now not having adults at work 
Why do, why would that be good for that household if they already have a problem with their child showing up to that institution? So that doesn't make much sense to me. But at the same time, you know, I think in terms of her legacy, it's still very much being built. And I don't think what she's done to this point is an end all, be all, say all of how we understand her. I want to shout out Vance before I throw it back to you. Uh, who said I've been in the kitchen cooking, but been watching on the TV. Shout out to Chop, shout out to Chop Nation. Shout out to my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, definitely, always happy to have you in the mix. Thank you for putting us on the TV. Hit that thumb if you ain't did it yet, so we know you really have been here. For sure. Uh, that's me. Appreciate bro. you. Yeah, appreciate you, Vance. Uh, appreciate everybody that's been in the comments. Really. So, uh, yeah, like just just as the just a couple things that the article says, yeah, um, exactly. and then we can transition on out. Um, Harris turned legal technicalities into weapons so she could cement injustices was, is something that was said by a former director of the Lo- Loyola Law School Project for the Innocent in Los Angeles, um, writing an op-ed in New York. Um, while serving as attorney general in 2016, she opposed a bill to investigate deadly police shootings following the death of a, sus- a stabbing suspect shot 21 times by the police that sparked huge protests. Um, and then, like, as you pointed out, uh, she she pushed legislation or, or pushed for policy that would punish parents in California for their children's truancy. So, yeah, in, in terms of what black people would want from a black politician in uh, especially that close to the White House, I, I, I definitely understand why people would want somebody with a more progressive record when it comes to uh, policing and imprisonment. Also, mm-hmm. and we can't ignore the fact that she uh, that she had inmates. Uh, working as firefighters and then paying them like pennies on the dollar, so uh, like so you got you putting you, that was you, on her watch and that was that that's the shit that is applicable to this day. You know what I'm saying? So, um, again, she's somebody else who, based on you know like what she's been able to accomplish in, in her political career, is somebody that skyrocketed to the top and should be highly recognized during Black History Month. And she's not like that's just that's just the reality. And a part of that unpopularity is the reason why Joe Biden is running again. As mad as everybody is, is that at Joe Biden for still running. If de- Democrats is behind them, because they think he's the best chance. They don't they didn't think Kamala could beat Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, Kamala, yeah. you know, you're doing your thing. You got your supporters. You got the people that rock with you. But for sure, for sure, ma'am, for sure, for sure. You got things that you got to work on. Now, let fix. me, let me, can I ask you something real quick? Now that yeah. we, definitely, definitely. Um, I want to ask you something now that we're kind of toward the end of the conversation because Donnell just dropped a gem a little bit. Um, Donnell says, I think what we end up doing is canceling out a lot of our contributions while USA still celebrates Columbus and Jefferson, et cetera. Let's hold them accountable while not erasing their existence altogether. Um, what are your thoughts on that take? You know, the, the idea that, we hold, you know, our leaders to higher standards and that we are more quick to cut them off, but that the way history works is that, you know, people are able to accept the legacies of colonizers and uh, white supremacists and all types of terrible ass people. What do we do with that? Yeah, I think um, I think we have to, because again, even this conversation isn't about erasing their contributions. And that's why like for every everybody that we mentioned, like this, this whole conversation is like why they should traditionally be black history icons. Like the what we're trying to figure out why they not. So it ain't even something mm-hmm. that like people are actively doing. Like we're not saying that there is a, that people are actively removing these people from Black History Month. They're not celebrated at the time when 
historical black figures are being celebrated. It's something that's happening naturally. Like, cause this ain't, this ain't a cancel culture mm-hmm. conversation. This is like, who are black people choosing to celebrate and why, or who they, who are they choosing to not celebrate and why you feel me? And it's, and if you look at more of their actions, it's not that black people have a higher standard for them. It's that, that their actions period has made it to where it's like, niggas ain't really like, uh, that ain't, I mean, like, yeah, we'll still talk about Malcolm X and Martin Luther King before we start bringing up Kamala Harris. Yeah. I mean, KJ says, you know, we can't set ourselves to the standards of white folks. We don't need our version of Columbus, Nixon, and Reagan. We can acknowledge accomplishments without praising them. And I think it is a matter of, you know, doing both and. Uh, we were very intentional for example with the r kelly conversation with the diddy conversation to make it clear that we're not praising the things that they did but also uh that it would we would be remiss to just pretend as though the things that they did didn't influence entire genres of music or entire fields of medicine or you know entire landscapes of politics you know when Mm -hmm. it's all said and done the easy peasy version of you know who ben carson was and who uh Shit, who else did we talk about? Condoleezza, Condoleezza Rice, Rice. Were, uh, and and uh, Clarence Thomas. When we when we when we start talking to the kids, you know what I'm saying about who they could be and what's possible for them. We're not getting into the nitty gritty details. We're just telling them that you can go be a doctor, you can go be an attorney, you can go be a judge, you can go, you know, rock a stage, you can go, you can have the world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look at this senator. Look at this person who makes some of the biggest decisions that determine, you know, the lives of our you know, citizens of this country every single day. And so, you know, we plug them there and then we send them on our way. So I, I kind of agree with the fact that just in terms of giving our, our kids a bunch of heroes and enough heroes, we do just have to be nuanced in how we give them the facts so that we don't take people off their plates. Um, or even for us as a society, take away important accomplishments that shape who we are as black people. So it's a it's a tight rope walk, but we built for it. You feel me? Yeah. Uh well yeah so I'm again a part of the reason yeah. why I want to have this conversation was so that we um uh, recognize that it's not that these people are like purposely these this this is not a cancel culture conversation this is a cultural cohesion type conversation and these are people who aren't being celebrated mm-hmm. because they work against the cohesion of black culture um. And that's that's just the bottom line. And there's no one person making that decision. It is a bunch of people saying, like, these, these are the names that we're going to big up. This is who we're going to celebrate. And this is who we not. You feel me? So they lucky that they got brought up mm-hmm. at all during Black History Month, if we being honest. So, shit, we actually did their asses a favor. Damn, uh, KJ but, said, a first black president. Listen, if we have more time. Black president ended up doing the same things an old white one would, so we got to be weary who we cling to. It's a lot of it's a lot of just wisdom and gems being dropped in these comments for real, for real. I love that. That's fact. go ahead, close this out, Toya. Um, I got nothing else to add to it. Okay, uh, I'll do that. I don't really have anything else to add outside of the fact that I appreciate y'all so much for pulling up to our Black History Month conversation. Y'all know sometimes we hit y'all with a Friday, sometimes we hit y'all with a Monday, but this time we could not miss the last Thursday of the best month of the entire year. So the fact that y'all tapped into us just lets us know that the nation is stronger than it's ever been. And we are grateful to move into another month with y'all, rocking and getting to some great things. Of course, we always open to y'all dropping comments, suggestions, uh, if you listening to it uh, after in the in, in the in the future, 
uh, once this conversation already exists, we still want to hear your comments. We definitely still want y'all sharing the show. Hit a like, hit a thumbs up, even if y'all are not listening to it live. All of that goes far for us and really helps us push and move towards some of the goals we have for expanding this show throughout this year. So we love y'all. Happy Black History Month uh, with your black asses. And if you ain't black and you still tapped into the family, you know, we appreciate y'all being uh, amongst and betwixt and in the mix, you know what I'm saying? Trying to learn a little bit, trying to laugh a little bit, trying to share with us. You know, this is time well spent for me every single week. And, you know, for us to have, we've had so many Black History shows, and this is a pivot and a switch up to how we've been doing this thing. So I'm grateful for the plug, you know, for really taking this topic and piloting it and uh, building it out to something that really led to a solid conversation, man. So I'm grateful. Hey, man, with that being said, it's the chop up. I guess I was we supposed to have the last y'all. word. Yeah, go ahead, my bad. Yeah, yeah, we will see y'all. We out. Peace. Peace.